If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus of up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim promo code MADNESS50. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie? You can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use promo code MADNESS50, that's MADNESS50, to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Good afternoon and welcome, everybody. This would be the Jeff Cameron Show right here on 93.3 Real Talk Radio and War Chant TV. It is my great pleasure to be with you. How are you? Soon this will be a... A day in which we celebrate Redemption Thursday. I guess we could, in theory, start that today. We won't. But preseason games on the docket up and down. We are noting that Harbaugh cares deeply with 20 straight wins in the preseason. That could have been one. But you can't just willy-nilly dip your toes in the water. you got to go all in once we get back to Redemption Thursday. So we'll do that in uh, in earnest, I guess, maybe in the next couple of weeks, Tom's here, Director Matthew, directing from a distance, but uh, but always here in spirit. I, I feel him. I, I can tell. So many so many days together, all this time, I could just feel his presence. And if I look down at the bottom of the screen here, unbeknownst to the viewers on Warchant TV, I can I can see him. Well, that's the beauty of things. There are times when maybe Technology, you, you won't see me here, but I'll be around or in my office, and and he'll be working the boards. Yeah, it, yeah, it's invaluable. Director Matthew is invaluable, part of the process. He's more than a utility man. <laughs> uh, uh, on Twitter, it's at Jay Cameron Show. And, um, well, let's get this out of the way. Okay, so I'm Jeff. That's Tom. You know uh, all the players here. And uh, we appreciate you joining us. It's going to happen, so I'm going to get right to it. Uh, we are uh, not – It is. it is the policy of Florida State football uh, and – we adhere to that policy. So I cannot discuss or speculate about injuries of any kind, whether there are injuries or not, until the head coach talks about it. And that is actually a very reasonable standard. Uh, the, the reason for it is that coaches uh, want to be able to tell uh, players' families if there's been an injury before the media reports it, if possible. Now, Right off the bat, we got somebody asking in the chat, and I don't blame you, John, and anybody else for that matter. And you know, it's 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 being speculated about today that there might have been an injury at practice for Florida State. 
But again, I'm not even allowed to discuss it. I'm probably pushing the limits right here just by saying that I'm acknowledging that somebody may have. We don't know. We do not know. Uh, precautionary measures are taken all the time. A guy comes limping off the field or, hey, it's a stinger or I'm not certain, and he goes away. We can't speculate on that. We don't know. I, it could just very well be that, you know, it's a, it's, a, it's a strain, it's a sprain, it's a pulled muscle, it's a stinger, it's something relatively minor, and the player's going to be back the next day or two days from now, and, and they don't want that out there. Or a player is severely hurt, and they want to make sure they go through the process of getting all the x-rays and all the medical experts to weigh in before talking to their parents. So either way, it's a very sensible policy that we're not, or that we've been asked, not not to talk about it. So we can't. I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not over in Jacksonville, first of all. I didn't see practice today, okay? Corey Clark saw practice today. He was there. He'll join us later this hour. He won't be able to talk about any potential or possible injuries, but he can tell us how practice went, and we'll talk to him today about that. And, um, and again, I, I spend every, you know, every day I walk out there to those practices, and I would have done it today, too. I don't think I'm just like anybody else, uh, any different than anybody else. All I, all I always do this, right? I think to myself, man, I really hope everybody gets through this thing unscathed today. All the while knowing football is such a physical game, people get hurt all the time. It's just part of it. And you, it's, it's, it's why coaches are always preaching next man up because the reality is you're not going to get through a season without somebody getting hurt. It's just not going to happen. Somebody's going to get hurt. Now, it's oftentimes a matter of who and when and how many and all of that. How soon they can come back or not, you know, all of that. That's, that's how you decide whether you had good or bad injury luck for the year. But, you know, I hold my breath and hope like hell that uh, everybody's going to be all right. And I have no answers for you if you're wondering about the, the rumors and speculation coming out of camp from today uh, that, that a player may or may, may have been injured. I, I don't know. Yeah, so. clearly Jacksonville Radio doesn't care about uh, the potential rules. So Well, yeah, and they don't have to because they're not here. Right. They're not here. Uh, they don't cover on a daily basis Florida State football. They don't need access to uh, the practices that, uh, that happen every single day here. Uh, they don't need context. Uh, because soon enough the games will be played and they'll just be talking about the game. So they don't really care. They don't care. So Jacksonville Radio is going to come on the air and say that so-and-so uh, or, or a player was left today's practice. That they, They're going to be able to do that, and, and, they, and they don't suffer any repercussions. And whatever, okay, that's fine. That's, that's, that's their situation. But it ain't ours. It's not yours and mine, and it's not anybody local who covers this team on a daily basis. So that's where we're at. Um, and let's, uh, let's just hope like hell that uh, everything's okay. We, we don't know. Um, now once it is, or any player, so I see some people thinking that we're talking about Caden Lyles. No, Caden Lyles is done for the year. It is over for him here this season. That is something we can talk about because it has been acknowledged by the head coach. It has been acknowledged by the university, by Caden Lyles himself on his social media accounts. So all of that is on Front Street, if you will. Everybody knows about that. So we can talk about those things. Uh, but anything that happens um, in the moment, we cannot talk about until the head coach acknowledges it. So for those of you that are in the chat, are you driving around and some friends ask you, look, man, that's our policy. We've got our policy. So if uh, those people who are always in the chat, we appreciate you always on War Chant TV. Like the video. Subscribe to our channel if you haven't done so. Every 15 minutes, we're going to get the same thing. And if you want to police it, help out the director and me and say, look, man, 
We're not commenting on anything. That's well, the way. That's the way it is. Well, we don't. In, in fairness, uh, I'll just tell you this, everybody. Uh, you know, I'm a street shooter on here, guys. We don't know. Correct. We we don't know. Uh, so I, I I'm here in Tallahassee. The practice took place in Jacksonville. I was not there to see it. I have no idea. The head coach isn't going to talk about it today. Maybe tomorrow, if there's something to address, he will. So the bottom line is nothing's going to come out today. Not not in an official capacity. Okay, practice is over. They don't have any more. I mean, there's no there's no media availability for him to to talk right now. So there's nothing that's going to happen um, today. So there it is. Is that right though? Can we acknowledge this? Is today Gene Williams' birthday? Yeah, that's correct. You know, I did not know that. I just came from a meeting with him. I had a meeting. Oh, my goodness, and you didn't bring well, a card. But it was well, I, we weren't in person. It was uh, a modern meeting, Tom, uh, <laughs> very much a modern meeting. It was on Zoom or StreamYard. Uh, and so happy birthday to Gene Williams.com to many of you guys for, for all these years. Was he in good spirits? He was. Uh, well, I'll tell you, I'm in good spirits. Fresh off that meeting, uh, for a lot of reasons. Uh, that meeting had a lot to do with, what were you going to say? <laughs> you think, thought I mean. got a raise? <laughs> no. No. Um, no, no. I'm in a good mood because um, that meeting had a lot to do with football. Had a lot to do about covering football. And uh, not just my role here on the Jeff Cameron Show and covering Florida State, but my role covering uh, here with my friends at On3, uh, Lots of college football, including those places outside of Tallahassee. And um, I look forward to it. I'm going to be a busy man this year, a very, very busy man. We all are, not lamenting. When you work in the world of sports and you cover something you love, it's, it's, it's okay to be busy, but busy nonetheless. It is time-consuming, as we both know. And so uh, one of the teams that I have to cover this year and, and do work with, I say have to, I'm, I'm, I'm going to, that I, I said yes to, is Nebraska with great irony. Oh, my uh, With all the fun we've had. Oh you want to have goodness. some fun, I'll tell you what's going to be funny. Husker Jeff. Well, no, I, I don't have to do that. Uh, but but I will be hosting some shows for them on the network. And um, <laughs> and, it's so, and, and it's pretty funny. I, I will tell you, I've got more meetings scheduled next week with some other teams as well. And when I... I, I think you know who those teams are, but <laughs> the 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 Jeff Cameron Show listen, listenership is going to find this very amusing. They're going to uh, okay. I knew that that was a candidate, but I already know they're going to they're going to crack yeah. up. They're going really really. Jeff's hosting that show, yep. is he? Yeah. Well, I just I'll tell you, sometimes you got to be able to be a pro. Yep. Miami got- Hurricanes football no. <laughs> with one Jeff Cameron. There you go. I would have drawn a line. I would have said, I can't do it, guys. That's a bridge too far. But these other teams that I'm being asked to cover as well, I'll do it, and I'll do it professionally, and we'll have a good time. Welcome to the U is Back. I'm your host, Jeff Cameron. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Miami fans would, would burn the place down. All the well, things this guy said about us over the years. Uh, uh, that's par for the course, right? I mean, nothing new. <laughs> is it a day? Is it a day? Yeah, that ends in Y. Yeah. Um, so I think, I think honestly uh, – it's just it's a it's a more fun way to make money gambling, Tom. That's the way I look at it. If I if I if I have to become an expert on five teams instead of one, you open up your revenue sources. Yeah, well, listen, you need to disclose to the audience here because this is your first and your foremost obligation. 
You need to disclose to the audience once you know the roster of teams that, that you're in working, play with that I'm working with, so yeah. that in future Redemption Thursdays they know if that team appears in the list that I got a little bit of something is, something that's extra. That's right. That's right. They already know. Like th- my list the last two years have been so transparent. People are like really going with the UTSA game this weekend? Are you Jeff? You know. So we we know. I already have a bet in. I have a bet in for the college football season already. Well, I have several right. bets in, but I have one for week zero. Well, a Wyoming game or a UTSA game or a Utah State game, those stick out like sore thumbs. But if you bet Nebraska and Northwestern, that wouldn't necessarily stick out until now. Until now, with this Husker Do stuff that you got going on, if you say Nebraska and Indiana. <laughs> Husker Do, huh? Yeah, there you go. If you've got well uh, done. Nebraska and Indiana in week three – I'm now alert. I'm game. Ooh, wait a minute. Did he pick Nebraska? Okay. The, the Wyoming folks are are clamoring for my services, and uh, I would love to to work and do some things with Wyoming. So we'll see. I'm, I'll have my agent get in touch with the Wyoming folks, and we'll go from there. Um, I'd be happy to, to work with Wyoming. If that means Troy and Ian and all the other Wyoming folks on here that I can be welcomed in for a game live there in person, Laramie. I'm on my way. I am on my way. And you'd be envious because I'll pick a week where either we're off or we're playing somebody that's just dreadful, and I'll take some snapshots there from the stadium in my jacket. There you go. My coat. It has to be a road game because yeah. we can do the road pregame shows from wherever, so you could just see the vista behind you as we're going to kick off, uh, well, I don't know, with Syracuse. Yeah. There's your weekend, your November. Weekend. Yeah. Syracuse. Let me um, – let me get this out there to everybody now because uh, I should mention it, and we should at the start of every show. And uh, I want to say thank you to everybody out there, both for listening to the Jeff Cameron Show all these years, and you newcomers, appreciate you. And those of you who have uh, been able to heed the call and uh, have jumped on board for a buck, just a dollar, Tom Lang, warchant.com, on three, one dollar, one year. All FSU fans, for a limited time, you get the greatness that is Warchant for a dollar. And what is Warchant? Warchant.com, you get, obviously, the daily articles. But you get Wake Up Warchant on your podcast. You get the Jeff Cameron Show, both on Terrestrial Radio and your podcast. You also get both those shows on Warchant TV. You get the Jeff Cameron Show on Warchant TV every day. You get seminal headlines. And then you get all this upcoming programming. For just a dollar while it lasts. Now, I don't know how long it's going to last, Tom. Could, uh, they, could, they could say, that's it. Promotion's over tomorrow. I don't know. I'd act now if I hadn't already acted. But we're going to be doing the pregame show again, you and I. That's right. Oh, yeah. Jeff man. and Tom right here in your headphones and on your TVs. We're going to be live at Indigo. That's right. Home Games Hotel Indigo. Had a great time at the spring game. Wish you were there for that particular one. Well, you were under I the was, weather. Woo! So you're going to experience yeah. the very unbelievable vista at uh, Indigo overlooking Doe Campbell in College Town. It's a gorgeous setup. That is no longer going to be a fixed pregame show at 9 in the morning. So it is now floating with the kickoff times. Three hours before kickoff is when our home pregame shows will begin. So Duquesne is a 5 p.m. Do your math. 2, two p.m. 2 o'clock Florida start. State math tells me 2 o'clock. All right, so 2 p.m. will get started live from Indigo. You know, I'm really elated about being there at Indigo. That's a great parking spot, Tom. I've told you about that. I'm very excited about the parking arrangement. 
<laughs> there at Indigo, um, amongst the other wonderful benefits. But uh, our guy Jay's going to set it up. You damn right he is. That's part of the deal, right? I mean, that's I, I just asked that be in there. Make sure that parking situation set up. Um, but honestly, we have to get there and park to do the show, so it's going to be a lot of fun. Wind blowing in your I'd hair. I don't too. have hair. I don't yeah. have, but you know, blowing off the scalp. for the spring game. I had to use a cart down Gaines and take the equipment from um, close to where our old station used to be. So that was kind of a hike. Man, yeah, with a yeah. cart. Well, I'm devoted. A hard worker. Didn't have a choice. That sucks. Yeah, yeah that's a tough. Perhaps one. we will have a choice now. <laughs> yes, we will. So there's that. Uh, then, once the game kicks off, ladies and gentlemen, the fun doesn't end there. No, no. Once the game starts, you get in-game commentary. Dominic Robinson has joined the War Chant team, and he, as a former player here at Florida State, he of fourth and fourteen fame, the original fourth and fourteen fame. Uh, Chris Ricks to D-Rob, and then the subsequent touchdown pass in which we got to hear the famed Mick Hubert call, Cut! P.K. Sam! Oh, the, the anguish in the voice still makes me smile to this day. Anyhow, that touchdown, that win, Dominic Robinson breaking it down. He is a football guru. He's still very much involved in football and studies the film, has talked with Mike Norvell about that offense, understands what they're trying to do and why. You can watch the game. Tom will be there as well, guiding the ship. Dominic breaking down what he's seen with the matchup, the lineups, defense formation, offense formation, what they're going for here and why. Uh, so, you know, streaming commentary throughout the game. And then a post-game show, just like last year, T. Lizzie and Gene Williams joining all of you guys if you want to call it on in and talk uh, FSU football after the game. Hopefully, it's a more joyous occurrence on a regular basis to be able to make those calls in the postgame show because, uh, obviously, we're hoping to do this uh, this whole winning thing more than five times this year. That'd be nice. Yeah, there's a lot of postgame shows where – you almost feel like you have to explain for the coaches why things went wrong, and that's not our job. Not at all. Our job is to vent when things go wrong and to celebrate when things go right. So here's the more celebrations this year, at least eight of them. How about it? Yeah, it'd be nice, man. I think that's what everybody's shooting for. We've talked about it ad nauseum, but that's because we're so anxious to see a turnaround and some momentum moving in the right direction to get this thing uh, to where you don't have to – I, I guess be saddled with the omnipresent question of will the coach make it or not? I mean, that that is, you want to get out from under that rock first. Baby steps, I know, but we haven't firmly established that yet, Tom. So we need to get out from that uh, speculation and question uh, on a weekly basis. When the calendar turns from September to October, I think we'll have a pretty good idea, one way or the other. Now, this thing is trending, and he's, he could be safe on October 1st, and he could be squarely in trouble on October 1st. That is all true. God, he say it out loud, and it makes me nervous. That's only seven weeks away, dude. I know it is. I know it is. I, I just, um, I don't think anybody, no matter, where they, no matter where they stand on Mike Norvell in terms of whether he was the right hire or not or any of that stuff, I don't think anybody has much interest. Not if they're thinking the long game. Not if they're thinking... Uh, above and beyond the right now. I don't think anybody has any interest in starting over. It's just, it's, you start to feel a bit like Tennessee and Auburn and these teams that just for a long time can't get it right. They're just constantly hiring and firing people, hiring and firing people. You just don't, you don't want to have to do it. But, you know, I mean, I'll never forget, we we joked about it for years. 
um, you know, the Lions would draft a receiver every year, and it was the wrong one until they finally got it right. But remember, they would do it time and again. And then it parlayed into playoff wins well, and NFC championships. But, but and... my the, the my favorite part was always that uh, you know they'd get all mad and frustrated. Why are we picking a receiver again? Well, because the guy we got last year isn't any good. We still have a need. It's still a glaring need. And then they ended up getting one of the greatest receivers of all time, and it did him no earthly good at all. It's the Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk, Radio War Chat TV. It is great to be here. Let's talk some football. Corey Clark going to join us pretty shortly, like almost immediately. He was over in Jacksonville today to watch practice, as was Aslan, the Wake Up War Chant team there. And um, he's going to join... And they will be live tonight right here on Warchant TV at 8 Bam. o'clock. Bam, there with you go. a little summary of day one yeah. and a preview of day two. Put them to work. Put them to work. There you go. Uh, so, you know, uh, yeah, I'm really curious, and we'll get Corey uh, locked in here in a moment. But when we do, um, you know, yesterday the story was that Jordan Travis had a probably his best day of camp without question, and maybe ever. At least as it pertains to practice, he was uh, phenomenal, and that's good because uh, we were on the heels of, um, you know, a, a day last week that we didn't think was great. So uh, I, I'd like to think, you know, the offense. Tom, can I can I speak in generalities here? Um, this has been a good week for the offense. Pretty good week for yes, the offense. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Um, because I, I I would tell you that. Um, Defense, as we know, always ahead of offense. Almost always ahead of offense uh, when they start up uh, from camp and, and and they start getting into scrimmages and we start having live practices. This, it's almost always the case. The defense is well ahead. And in the defense this year figures to be one of the strengths of the team, one of the, one of the great strengths of the team, I think, especially up the middle with those defensive tackles. And we talk about that a lot. So you, you, it stands to reason there might be some tough sledding early on for the offense, but it's nice to see it round into form. You want, at some point, it to go from being absolutely one-sided dominant for the defense, which is normal. You kind of just tell yourself that every day you walk off that field. You're like, okay, so it felt like an overwhelming victory for the defense today. and just kept going, kept going, kept going. But at some point, you want to walk off the field and go, okay, there was some semblance of balance, and all of a sudden, I'm beginning to see the concepts come into play here, they've repped them enough, they've installed enough, we're starting to see it work out. 
That's you want to see that step, that progress, that progression forward, and you got it this week so far. Yeah, and the question is maybe today or tomorrow, does Jordan take the momentum specifically on him? I know it's you're talking about the entirety of the picture, but does he parlay that into another day and another day? Right, how many because days can you do it? Yeah. It's nice to know that it's in him to do the crazy things he did on a Wednesday, but if he makes that the norm, then it gets real fun real fast. I take it I see uh, Corey is with us. Okay, lead writer, Corey Clark. WarChant.com joins us from Jacksonville right now. Corey, what's up, baby? What's up, buddy? What kind of, I want to know before we get started. Do you have a picture of me up? And is it uh Oh, it's gonna it be awesome. It's gonna be hey, hold on. I really hope. Oh, it's not the one I wanted. No, no, there's there's another one. Go ahead, man. So we had one that works out. <laughs> I can't see it. I hope it's great. Uh, it's one with you having hair and you're holding on for dear life. <laughs> Great. It's yeah. from the old preseason magazine. Yeah, it's the it's. Oh, oh no. Yeah, oh, you no. were I'm just kidding. Take that off. You Take you off. you were dreaming uh, of better days and still holding on dearly for that uh, the remaining hairs of top. I think you were even moosing them at the time. Uh, but Honestly, they, I blame. Don't you blame Shanna for that? Yes. Like, yeah, I do. Let me do that. I do. There's a picture yeah. of me, Corey, that my son has in his room. My youngest son. It's right after he was born. Uh, and and somebody took a picture, uh, I think it was my mother-in-law, of Christy and I getting ready to go in to see him. He was down in the NICU, and we were going in to see him, and you have to put on the the, the you know the cloth, the robe, and all that. And the picture's taken from behind, and I hadn't started shaving my head, and I just have this massive bald spot. And I was like, yeah. I turned to my wife. I said, what the hell were you letting me walk out of the house like that for? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm with you. Gotta blame the, you got to blame the women. All right, so listen, the last we talked and the last I know, it was an exciting day for Jordan Travis. He had perhaps his best day at camp by far and made all the throws, and it's exciting to hear that. That's good that he stepped back in there and, and played really well. Uh, did, did the offense carry the momentum over today in Jacksonville? I know we got to speak in generalities, Corey, but give me the overview from Jacksonville and how practice went this morning. It certainly um, it wasn't it wasn't nearly what it was on Wednesday. But as Jamie Robinson pointed out, we talked to him after practice, and I asked him about like the defense responding and playing well today, maybe opposed to uh, yesterday. And he said, "Well, yesterday it was a lot of one minute, two minute drills, and we we're in a lot of cover three. He was basically like excusing it. He's like, "No, we didn't play well. They made a lot of really good throws and some really tough catches, but uh, it was a lot of cover three, and it was basically saying today, Thursday." was more real man football because it was it was a completely different practice so it's almost hard to know if Jordan Travis carried it over because it was a ton of short yardage stuff um now they did have some plays where it was just straight up 11 on 11 you get the ball to 30 and the defense I thought it, it did not look like it did yesterday the defense was in his face a lot it was not coming out on time I think they took challenge from uh yesterday and said they had to come out with more physical and in the defensive line really kind of had its way with the offensive line and pass pro. But, man, the offense has started the day and it finished the day with some really nice runs. Uh, Ja'Kai Douglas had a big run. Rodney Hill had two or three. And I love that kid, man. I talked about it on the wrap that Aslan and I did after practice. That kid, when he busts through a seam, and we can hear it more because we're right on the field with, uh, here in Jacksonville, he's screaming like in delight as he's running by the safety. Like he's like, let's go, like as he's still running. He's really fired up about because I think he sees it like, man, I might be playing. Mm -hmm. If I keep hitting 40-yard touchdown runs, they're not going to have a choice but to play me. And he had two or three uh, really impressive runs and some tough runs too. Um, But, yeah, I would say the defense 
when it was just 11 on 11, not goal line, but just 11 on 11 at the 30, the defense hardly gave up anything in the passing game. But they gave up some running plays and got to throw this in there because people I'm sure will be interested. In the red zone, Johnny Wilson, two more touchdown catches. One, a great catch. I, I, I can't explain it to you other than to say my man got his tippy toes inbounds, extended as high as he could near a pylon, and came down with that bad boy. I mean, he just made two remarkable, uh, two more remarkable catches uh, in the end zone. Yeah, so that's, a, again, a trend now where we almost go into practice expecting that Johnny Wilson's going to have a good day. And I want to be the first to say that again and again because in camp in the spring, I certainly pointed out that he wasn't, that he was wildly inconsistent. So he's gotten a lot better and a lot more reliable, and we have been pleading for somebody in that <clears throat> excuse me, receiving core to be able to take a step forward and add their name to the list of people that we think you can turn to on game day. It's almost now, Corey, we're, we're at a point where we just know that he's going to be a part of what they do on Saturdays. You can count on it because he's made it impossible for them not to look his way. He's been that good this camp. Well, and man, when you think about, you you know, when you're third and eight from the eight, third and goal from the eight, third and goal from the six, man, that's really hard. That's, those are really hard to convert uh, unless you're Jameis Winston. Those windows are really tight. Uh, the routes are all covered. They're all playing zone. There's barely any space in the end zone. But if you got a six seven guy that is making a habit of going and making really tough catches in the end zone, well, that's a nice out to have. I said, like, think about last year, Jeff. Uh, not that we want to talk too much about the uh, the Jacksonville State game. No, when they had a chance to put that away, whatever it was, ten to seven. Thir- no, it was thirteen to seven. I can't remember what it was. Ten to seven, maybe. They had a three point lead. They could have kicked a field goal to make it a six point lead, but they went for it on fourth down uh, at the Jacksonville like one two yard line, and they threw a fade to I believe Malik McLean which was no chance. Now you've got a guy that probably makes that catch and you win the game. You win the game because you're up by two scores. They can't come back. Maybe three scores. Whatever the score, I can't remember. I've tried to put it out of my memory. But well, in a way, they have, they have a guy now that, that I think you feel comfortable in. And, again, we got to see him do it against an LSU corner when there are 80,000 people watching correct. and millions on TV as opposed to 40 boosters around some chain link fence in Jacksonville. You've got to see him do that. But, man, the way they use him now – you can definitely tell just from the start of practice till now, he's a guy they're they're counting on and they're planning on. And it's funny, Aslan asked Norvell, he's like, Man, talk about Johnny Wilson. He's been like a revelation. And Norvell kind of bristled at it. Um and he Bert Norvell's really nice. He came up and actually apologized, not apologized to Aslan a- afterwards, but kind of explained why he bristled. Because it, it was what he says in the comments, if you watch it on uh, Warchant uh, TV here later when the, when it's posted, is he's like, No, it's not a revelation to me. We this is who he thought he was. This is exactly who he thought he was. He made some plays like this in the spring, and yes, he's gotten better, but this isn't a revelation because that makes it sound like this came out of nowhere. It's not coming out of nowhere. This is the guy we expected. So, again, I I thought he had a really good day. Rodney Hill had a really good day uh, on the offense. And then on defense, man, the defensive ends, I thought, were all really – oh, and one other thing. Tom's been out – Tom was out there on Wednesday. Like, those defensive tackles, Cooper and Lovett, they don't play a lot together. Um, in a lot of scenarios, they just, I think they're what, you know, they know what they can do. Mm-hmm. They're getting other guys in, they're resting their legs. But in this short yardage stuff, they played those two guys a lot. And in goal line, they played them a lot together. And that's, that's tough on an interior of an offensive line. Those two dudes are just pushing people back. I mean, they, there were stretches where both those guys just flat out dominated. And I think that they will for a lot of the games this year. There, there, there'll be a few exceptions where there are yeah. opposing offensive linemen that can handle that. 
but they have a those are plus players, and it's the strength of the team. Uh, I believe those two interior guys are, and so that's exciting. And and you expect it. That's you know, Big Coop is a load, and obviously Fabian is probably the best. I mean, I think if you're just talking about player for player, he's probably the best player on the team. Um, Fabian Lovett. And if you think about pro prospects and everything that he's going to be, I mean, that guy is a a menace. Anything else besides the interior of the defensive line to note? Uh, I know we've been getting really good play from Tatum Bethune. Uh, Anybody in the secondary? Anything there that you want to point to before we uh, before we move it along? I want to say, actually, it's something I'm writing about on the site uh, that, I, that I thought. I just thought it was a cool moment, man. Um, so they did these goal line drills right at the start of practice, and the defense won the majority of them. I think Johnny had a catch in there for a touchdown, but the defense won the majority of them. When that happens, the offense has to do up-downs. Like the entire offense is having to do up-downs for a minute, minute and a half. And Shaheen Brown comes into the mix. They're all in circle doing an up-down, and he's just jogging in place, taunting the entire offense, just taunting them. Like you, uh, it's long day. It's gonna be a long day. Hey, guys, guys, it's hard. It's hard. Like this is hard. Up, down, up, down. Let's go. Like just, but he's just jogging in place. And then after they're done, after a minute, he's still walking, talking to some of these offensive players. Like y'all are gonna get locked down today. Y'all are gonna get locked down today. And Thomas Schrader just pivots back to him and says, and I can't say what he repeated. I can't repeat what he said. Yeah, but he made it pretty clear. That was it. You guys got your, you guys got your butts whipped yesterday. You took you you took a blank beating yesterday, and I just I think man, don't you think? And you practice, you know how hard football practice is brutal, up and grueling and taxing it is. But doesn't that competitive spirit, where you have a guy like Shaheen Brown or Jared Burst, and then you bat, you answer back and bark back at him, doesn't that help things? Doesn't that make it more intense and more competitive? Yeah, normally uh, you see this all the time in the NFL too, but. Typically, it leads to a fight. I mean, at some point, there's going to be a fight. I mean, you're sick of seeing each other, and, and you're going to cross a line. But that's not the end of the world. I mean, that's just competitive. No. You know, that's just the nastiness of football, and it's a physical game, and it's, uh, you know, frustrating, all those things. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's fine. I, I want to see a team that is downright nasty. I want coaches to have to separate guys and be like, all right, whoa, save it for the games, man. Settle down. Yeah, I want I want that intensity at the very least. Well, and I like that he's challenging his teammates. Now he's probably doing it just to be a goofball, maybe or to be funny. But they, you know, I, he's do, he did it on Monday too when they were doing up downs. Like he he goes over there and talks to them and lets them know they lost it. And man, I, that looks hard. That looks like hard work. What y'all are doing? <laughs> um, just kind of taunting him. And I just think that I don't know why. I just think that's really good for a for the for the mood and temperament of a practice. I did want to say real quick, Joshua Farmer on the defensive line, um, redshirt freshman defensive tackle. He's going to play a lot. Uh, it would appear, and he played a lot today. And he made he made two back to back plays where he just blew it up uh, for tackles for loss in the backfield. He did a really nice job. And then on the other side of the coin, I know Jordan Travis and the, the neither none of the quarterbacks did a lot in eleven on eleven, but in seven on seven, Jordan Travis played really well again. But again, it's seven on seven, and he yeah, should. Yeah, well, not he, getting a pass rush, but he hit a lot of he had a, he, he was on target on point in seven on seven. And one other guy I'll mention is DJ Lundy. Uh, he had a really nice day. He was noticed a lot. I'm saddened that uh, we have to part and that when we do, you don't get to enjoy the landing for it is no more. But uh, I'll find a Hooters. You, 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 surely you will. I'm gonna. Yeah, I gotta find a Hooters. I'm in Jacksonville. You just, I mean, that you're drawn to them. You got to. You're in Jacksonville. You got to find a Hooters, a home pregnancy kit, and cigarettes. Well, right there. There you go. sell those in the the hotel lobby. That's perfect. Perfect. Enjoy, J-Ville, brother. Be good. I'll talk to you later. All right, man. See you, Jeff. Bye. Corey Clark, 
Wake Up War Chant, leadriderwarchant.com. Jeff Cameron Show, 93.3 Real Talk Radio, War Chant TV. Jeff Cameron Show, it is a uh, never-ending week. That's what this week is, a never-ending week. Now, I'm not complaining. That sounds like a complaint, and it is a mild one, I suppose. But I, I will uh, shift from that complaint to note, Tom, that I was stunned. Did we, did the, did the listeners of the Jeff Cameron Show will this into being? Because I know you've been outside today. I, I, I'm going to tell you, in anticipation for my football meeting this morning with Gene and others, I, um, I realized I had a little bit more time on my hands. I had done some prep, and then I, I thought, well, I've got about an hour here, and really, I, I don't know what I've you know, I'm here at the house. Maybe I should do some housework, do a couple things here, so not to have to do it on the weekend, Tom. I walked outside. It was like, oh, I could just stand here in the yard. Just stand here and let the breezes, the messages, the messenger wins. Today's high in Tallahassee for those listening from outside this wonderful city. You uh, would be shocked to hear 82. Today's high is 82. It's August. At noon today, well, at 1130 today, it was 77 degrees. Yeah, yeah. What in the world is going on around here? So usually this time of year I ask the question of my little smart device downstairs, and I chuckle because I'll open up the back deck in the morning if the temperature is below 76 or so mm-hmm. early on. I mean, I'm talking before 8 a.m. and yeah, maybe get a little time out there. early, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the response was jarring, and I said, it was, what? And it was whatever it was, 72, 73. And then my wife said, yeah, I got down to the 60s last night overnight. You're kidding me. Unbelievable. Just a little teaser. I feel like every day we get like this in August, and it happens every once in a while, means that another day in October of brutal heat is tacked on. So it's a trade-off. I understand because I. it's so sad that our brains are wired in that way, that you know we just can't have anything nice, so we immediately start thinking, well, here's what's going to happen. You know, We get this today just so that we can suffer at a time that we anticipated thriving. But I, I just instead said, no, be present. Be here today. For today is beautiful. It is 82 in early August in Tallahassee. Sounds like some good high-quality show prepping then. It felt like, it felt like a fall afternoon. Walking into Doak Campbell Stadium, Bobby Bowden Field to watch Florida State play a football game. Well, then Mike is pleased because apparently he was sweltering over in Jacksonville, so he made the right move. Otherwise, he would have been buttering up his team. Would have been way too easy. Not enough work. Can't climb when there's not enough heat work to do. I was absolutely stunned. Couldn't believe it. I just, uh, I mean, I, I thought to myself, this is, uh, I don't know what, I don't know what to do. I, I'm, I'm floored. But I just thought I'd put that out there because a lot of times people are just assuming right now that we're in uh, a swamp of sorts, uh, that, 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 that soaking humidity at 6 a.m., that blanket that I speak of, all of that. No, no, not at all today. Absolutely 
beautiful. Would have been a great day to go over to practice and watch them uh, here in Tallahassee. Instead, as you said, they were over in Jacksonville. We spoke with our Corey Clark about this. And uh, and now it is that um, we think about what we want to see, what we want to have happen over the next, I guess, well, they got one more scrimmage, right? One more official scrimmage? Yeah, that's, yeah. I don't think they'll this do a Saturday. third. They'll, they'll, yeah, right. They're not going to do a third. So Probably not. You could classify Duquesne as that, maybe. <laughs> so the reason I bring it up, man, you just hold your breath. This is it now. This is, we're, we've reached that part of camp where I think I know what's what. You know what's what. I know what's what. There are some guys that have kicked down the door. Johnny Wilson was brought in here to play. How much he was going to play, how effective he would be playing, we didn't know. Spring told us, well, I need more evidence. I need to see greater consistency. I need to know that this is a guy that I can depend on. This camp so far has proven that Johnny Wilson is dependable, period. I'll just say it. I'm no longer wavering on that front. I'm not telling you he's Randy Moss. I'm not telling you that he's going to change games in the blink of an eye. Or that he's not going to drop passes because that'll happen. Probably. We don't have to do that, Tom. Let's just leave it out there. How about that? I'm I'm, the one pumping the brakes on 14. I'm just telling you. I've come around on his consistency, and I'm very, very pleased to see it. So let's just leave that out there. Let's just say, hey, my man right now is taking a huge step forward. There's no caveat. He's taking a huge step forward, period. We can trust him. We can trust him. Micah, you knew would be good. He's been good. He's been solid. It hasn't been a camp where you were wowed like you were in the spring, but he's solid every day. And then, you know, you know Pokey's what he is. We don't have a sensational receiving core, but I think I know what that receiving core is. So my expectations are modified to what they are, which is they're a lot better than they were a year ago, but they're no great shakes. Is that a fair way of saying it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, A lot better than they were a year ago, but they're no great shakes. That's that's the receiving core. That's how I'm going to describe them, right? Offensive line, I think I know, knock on wood, for the most part, even if some things – change i think i know some what have you's yeah what ifs what have you's but i know what those answers are to the question if you ask me a question about each of those positions if you say center guard tackle i can give you who projects as the starter and i can tell you who their backup is definitively i can tell you who they are now you still got a bit of a competition going on this upcoming scrimmage and some other things will help yeah, that, that. I think yeah. also the return of Darius Washington will be very interesting on a lot of fronts because, again, Mike was on record early in camp saying that he was coming along, he would be returning soon, and Darius has appeared this week in practice reports yeah. in defensive one-on-one trench drills. I know that because I penned those for Warchant.com, which you can find for just $1 by going to the homepage, Warchant.com. But Darius plays more than just one position. So where does he find a home, and does he supplant somebody that may have been already working with the upper groups? Because Darius Best he's is not have, bad. He's going to have a hard time supplanting that someone. I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. That's just me. He could, but I don't think it's going to happen. If if that position is guard. It could be tackle. could be center. Who knows? Darius could play all five positions. Both the position coach and the head coach have said that. All right, well, let him continue to battle, but I think I know my – my starting five, if, if we were starting today, and, and who I think the backup is. Uh, now, we know the interior of the defensive line, studs. They're all set right there. We think we know our starting defensive ends and how they're going to mix and match there. 
I think we know our linebackers. I think we probably know every member of that secondary starter. I think we know. Yeah. Yeah. I probably think. even the elusive corner job. I think mm-hmm. that's probably on lock. I think but so, too. now you know primary reserves at basically every one of those positions, too. Yes. That's new. Yeah. So that's why I'm saying it. And we know who the punter is. We know who the kicker is. I think I know who's going to be a kick returner. One, yeah. One of them, for sure. Um, well, and that you can even talk about openly because that's during the open portion. Yeah. So, you know. Deuce is going to be. Deuce has a chance. Deuce Trey Benson's got a chance. Yeah. yeah. Um, they so, have a call back there. They were testing him out there. Yeah. could be interesting. I don't like that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, so there it is. So when, when you've come to that, when you've come to that realization, I guess, I, I guess if we're going to argue about a position, if we were going to say, is there one where you're not sure who is starting at that position? <sighs> Tight end? Yeah, I think that's fair. I mean, I'm not sure who's starting. I, I mean, we know who's going to play. Right. But we don't know who's starting. Well, so and you go only... double tights, what's it look like? Who, who's the second guy? Well, I, I'm telling you now, since I'm, we're allowed to talk, that Cam has not practiced. I mean, we, we, we he's been in a boot. We know that, right? Yeah. So, Marcus and Douglas and Wyatt Rector are your two tight ends. Yeah, and both have had moments. Uh, Marquiston more consistently, I'd say. But, yeah, he's been the best tight end we've had this yeah. camp by far. He's got a little nuance to his game. I like him. He's a good player. Yeah, I, I mean, too. it's relative to what we have. but Oh, but, a, I mean, when he makes group, a play, go, yeah. all right, that's what I'm talking about. So, so You don't go, holy crap, he made a play. Right, but, I mean, that's that's the group. It's a weak group, but that's the group, and we know who's going to start there, too, we think. So, I mean, buddy, now you just say, come on, man, get us there. Guide this plane to the to kick off. I don't know why I've always been right. this way. I I've always been this way. Like once we figured out the elusive questions of camp, then I hold on for dear life because what I'm obviously I'm like everybody else. I'm just hoping that we can put our best foot forward when the season starts. Yeah, but you're you're going to say that past week one too or week zero because well, it's Duquesne. Yeah. Hour number two, fourth coming. Stay with us.